coming to you live from Fact Check's bedroom. <laughs> that sounds so weird. This is the Sons of Honarchy podcast with your host, Drunk Shy Sox fan. And Hot Take Tommy. On this episode, we obviously are covering the most important thing that's ever happened to the White Sox franchise, which is the signing of Yasmani Grandal. Yes. We ask the question, uh, is the rebuild over? And answer it. And then we uh, talk about our current roster and the uh, identity crisis that the White Sox are currently addressing. Call the psychiatrist. All brought to you by Just Us. DBC Brand. And DBC Brand. Brand new. So, we don't need, like, breaks or buffers or any Without any music. further introduction. Let's just talk. Even with like, this huge bottle of Stoli next to us. Thank you for that, by the way. Which is a great side story that maybe we can tell later. Yeah, right. But uh, um, first things first, we haven't seen each other. We haven't. Since the Yasmani Grandal signing. We haven't. But... I did see your text message. Holy which, cow. Can we... So, then let's talk about this right away. Let's talk about this right... Where yeah. were you when you... What... All of you White Sox fans out there should ask yourself this question. Where were you when you saw the Yasmani Grandal signing? as much as Tommy over the past couple hours has been trying to convince me that this signing is not a big deal... I think... Oh, you know I was joking, I think right? in on, all honesty, you probably think it's a bigger deal than I do. I do. I, I 100% do. I'm asking all of the questions like, does this change the entire franchise? Yes. Is this the second coming of Carlton Fisk? Yes. Will he be a Hall of Famer that everybody's going to mm. remember as a White Sox? Yes. Now, was it a Wednesday? Thursday. It was a Thursday. Okay. Thursday the 21st. I remember I had just gotten done teaching a class, and I left my phone on my desk. And I go and I check my phone after class, and my dad texted me, and he was like, "Sock sign Grandal," and I was like, "No, no, 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 this can't be real." I didn't text him that. I just go, "There's no way. There's no, there's no validity to the statement at all. This has to be uh, not true." I flipped through my Twitter feed, you know, I'm seeing people talking about it. I'm like, "Okay, okay, this is becoming a little bit more real." Then I check the White Sox, you know. Twitter page. The official. The official at White Sox. Um, and there they, you have it. They did that horrible Photoshop job of like putting a White Sox uniform on him. Gotta love it. Absolutely. <laughs> and love that's it. the only image I've seen on White Sox Twitter for the past week. <laughs> so that's where I was. Now, what about you? Because I've been break I'm I am your source of breaking news, apparently. Sometimes, yes. Actually, a lot of times, yes. But in this case, it was perfect because all I got at eleven fifty one AM, I'm looking at my phone now, <laughs> on Thursday morning, happy Yaz Day, baby. Or no, happy Yaz Day boy with like seven Ys. Um, and I didn't even know what that meant. So I started scrolling through Twitter right away. I was like, oh, yeah, Steve's talking about the White Sox. What's going on? And I just, I, I honestly, I was, I had woken up at noon. So he texted me before I was awake. On- <laughs> <laughs> oh all right, God. I don't work on Thursday morning, guys. All right. Like, <laughs> so I was waking up nine minutes after your text message. And in my groggy state, it didn't really click right away. Like, okay, we have Yasmani Grandal. What does that even mean? And so I'm on my way to Ikea, 
rolling rolling up to ikea and it starts clicking like oh my god wait this means that we can like probably sign a pitcher because they want to pitch to yasmani grandal wait this this means that we have another bat in the lineup Wait, 100%. wait, this means we have a switch hitter in the lineup. <laughs> that guy with an we, OBP above 350. This guy can hit left-handed. He can hit left-handed. He can do that. All of these things start clicking on my drive to Ikea. Yep. And the next thing you know, I'm, I'm eating my Swedish meatballs. I'm thinking about Yasmani. I'm getting hype. It was a good Thursday, guys. It was a really good Thursday. Yeah, seriously. I, I remember calling my dad after work that day and being like, I can't believe this. This is not real. I cannot get over the fact that the White Sox did it. And I tweeted out later that evening. I said, it just seems surreal that it happened. Yeah. Because it is the largest contract, the largest since, can you name the player, Tom? Albert Bell. There we go. A relevant player in the 90s. I am going to cut you off right there so we can, number one, (laughs) stay on topic, and number two, you can sound We can go down the rabbit hole very quickly, but yeah. Um, So it's huge. We both agree it's huge, right? It's the biggest thing that's happened, in my opinion, and history will tell, time will tell. It could be, it could be the biggest signing of the White Sox history. I really, really hope not. Why? And going into the future years, because here's the thing. What what other additions, right? What other additions is it going to take for this team? It's going to take like three more. But the point it being... And will one of those free agent signings have to be larger than four years, 78 million? Yes, they will. 73. Okay. 73, pardon me. But even, even, s- even still, you look at... I just I hate putting comparisons for to, from our rebuild to the Cubs because everyone does it, but I'm about to do it. You look at the Lester signing, and everybody says like that was the trademark signing. Yeah, that was the that right? was the the tipping point. And if this is our trademark signing, right? Mm-hmm. Then you know three championships later, we're gonna look really good. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's the holiday season, Tom. And it's the holiday season. We've gotten a little Yasmani Grandal surprise so far. But I love everybody's that. making their That was our Thanksgiving Christmas. Gift. We have something to be True. thankful for now. We do have something to be thankful for. We I had like nothing. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers right now. Beautiful. So Gorgeous. We have something to be thankful for, but it's the holiday season, and we're hopeful that Jerry Reinsdorf and the front office is in the season of giving. We would think so. So... Why not take this time and make a little holiday wish list, right? All right. So. Do I get to start? Go for it, Tom. Encarnacion, Ryu, Wheeler, Castellanos, Puig, Marte, Mookie Betts. So let's pump the brakes a little bit, Tom. I have no brakes. But but obviously, (laughs) we know that. Robbie Ray. It's taken us 22 episodes to realize that. um, Then we're fooling ourselves. Yastrzemski, Mike Yastrzemski. We already, we already got yes. We exactly. need two yeses. So <laughs> let's play this off, at least if we are a middle class, lower middle class family, Tom, <laughs> wish list. Okay, fine. So if we're being realistic about this. Re- no, no, no. Okay, so what did we say? We, we were going to do a realistic 
wish list, so, and then what we actually think is going to happen. So it's like we'll go realistic, and then actuality. In actuality, so, what's going to happen? So our realistic wish list that it's inevitably going to be denied, and then we're, what are what we're actually getting after that, right? Because of what the organization has proven to us over the past two okay. decades, yes. <laughs> okay, yes, perfect. Uh, so my realistic wish list would be Zach Wheeler um, and Castellanos, and then one no-name, but that, somebody that, like, nobody it's on, isn't on somebody's radar, but, like, is a good relief pitcher or okay. something like that. Like, just just somebody that's like, oh, yeah, huh, I forgot about that guy. You know what I mean? So maybe like Drew Pomeranz. Oh, that. Well done, well done, sir. Thank I, you. I, well done. Kudos. Yes. There's not a ton of relief pitchers on the market. No, no, year, so. I, that's that's fair. You know, but um, that would be that would be my realistic wish list. Okay. Or Dylan Patances. No, already Dylan. That he's gonna command way more than anyway. Okay. Yes, than Pomeranz for sure. Yes. But continue. So then my actual. Wish Why? What, what? Not my actual wish list. What is actually going to happen is we're going to sign uh, Encarnacion. Mm-hmm. We're going to sign, um, or we're going to trade for Robbie Ray, the left-handed That's pitcher. Such for an the interesting D-backs. take. I'm not really sure where you're getting that from. I strongly, because I think what I think is going to happen is we're going to whiff on Wheeler, crack him. <laughs> Shout out to Untap Sportsnet. <laughs> <laughs> I think, unfortunately, the the fact that there's noise around it makes me feel nervous about it. Mm-hmm. Because every deal that there's been noise around with the White Sox, we've whiffed on. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And yes, that's just the superstitious fan in me. Okay. But I just got a feeling about it. I just feel like we're going to whiff on him. Okay. And we're not in the ballpark for Cole. And we're not in the ballpark for Strasburg. For sure. So... Who else is out there? Robbie Ray is for is okay. getting shopped right now. You think the Sox are gonna whiff on Wheeler? I, it's just it's just a feeling. It's just a feeling, and okay. I want to be proved wrong. I really do. I want to be proved wrong, but it's just a feeling I got right. Yeah, and it's because I don't trust the organization because I've been a after, fan for long enough. And after Machado last and year, that's fair. I have very recent memory to back up the fact that I don't trust this organization that much. So, yep. <laughs> um, okay. So back to my, to finish out my actual, um, what we're actually going to get, it's Encarnacion, Robbie Ray. And I said Castellanos before, but damn, I mean, like what if we only end up with, um, Cole Calhoun, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Cole Calhoun. You think that's more realistic? Encarnacion and uh, Robbie Ray. Which look like does that make us a better team? Yes. Yes. Yes, it does. Does it make us second place in the AL Century? Se- sen- se- AL Century. AL Century gun. <laughs> I, I, I need a. Little <laughs> that's hilarious. What is this? Modern Warfare Two. <laughs> what is this? Two thousand twelve. <laughs> you need a little bit more vodka, though. I'll yeah, let you take I, a swig. Me, let take me take a, take a swig. A, thank you. Uh, we'll take this moment. Uh, this, vo- this vodka swig is brought to you by Stolian... Stolichnia. Stolichnia. I don't really know how... To- Stolichnia. Oh, my God. It's, it's called Stoli. Stoli. This vodka, every mood that you've ever heard me in is brought to you by Stoli. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, it's always... not brought to you by <laughs> Jepson's Malort. Yeah, dude, true. If they sponsored, if Jepson's Malort sponsored us, I would stop drinking Stoli and only drink Malort. 
Now, would you Facts. drink more straight or would you drink? Straight. Wow. If they sponsored us, straight. Fascinating. What, what would you mix Malort with? On the rocks, maybe. On the rocks is, that's the same thing as straight, in my opinion. If Fair you put enough. it on. So we digress. <laughs> <laughs> the point being, you cannot mix Malort with anything. And you can't mix White Sox ownership with getting top-notch free agents. <laughs> Except for Yasmani Grandal! Yes. Very pumped about that. Still. Obviously. As I was saying, you're probably a little bit more pumped about it than I am. Let's go. So, am I allowed to share mine? My holiday we wishes? We don't have time for that. Let's move on. No, I'm just <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you keep drinking that Stoli right Okay, there. hit me, hit me, hit me. So, my holiday wish list... Does include Zach Give us Wheeler. everything. Give includes, us everything. Oh no no no! I'm keeping. I'm keeping this. We can get to realistic next. Give me to everything. Lower middle class. Everything you want right well, now. Obviously, I want Garrett Cole and Steven Stras and or Steven Strasburg. Keep going. And Anthony Rendon. Yes. And Dylan Patances. Yes. And no, we're done there. Oh, come on. I'm not even gonna get my hopes up now. But realistically, what if, the but White Sox. What if? I'm not playing what ifs. You already know. I after know. I know. After Manny Machado, after the Manny Machado incident and the breaking of my soul. Oh yeah. I literally remember our very getting souls. on Twitter Live in the middle. Yep. Of my no, I remember this. I remember this Twitter year. Live. It was when you were shaking, broke. man. You were and I was shaking. Like, what the fuck? There's a. I actually took a screenshot of it, and it's on my. <laughs> personal computer hopefully not my work computer um <laughs> i'm definitely gonna pull that up later i would hope so um so my real my realistic wish list and then what i think is actually gonna happen in actuality my wish list includes zach wheeler nick castellanos even yeah, though baby. i'll tell you my question mark with castellanos in a second um and yeah, probably a Drew Pomeranz, just because I don't. Oh, think so you do. My my realistic wish list actually. Did I even mention a reliever? I don't think you I did. did. You you were fishing for an. Oh, I was. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, right. Um, and probably Pomeranz, just because I, I don't know. Pomeranz is very hit or miss, but what we'd see. Um, exactly. I think and it's that, worth it, the risk. it is a question mark on him, but it um, the high risk, low reward. Wait. Low risk, high reward. Possibly. I'm going to keep drinking. There you go. So, um, realistically, I think the White Sox will get Wheeler. I think them splashing the market Again, man, with Yasmani Grandal was huge. And was a huge development for this team, that's for this fair. front office. That's fair. And opening the league's eyes a little bit. Yeah. Because um, who doesn't want to pitch to Yasmani Grandal? Right. Name one pitcher in the league that's not like, oh, I would love to throw to that guy. And I think Wheeler, to be honest with you, is... Sick of the Mets? Number one, he's, no, yeah, number one, he's sick of the Mets. <laughs> number two, he's he's tired of kind of living in the shadow of Mats, DeGrom, Syndergaard. Dang, yeah, um, yeah, all And of on it. top of that, too, with Wheeler is he he's going to get a nice payday from the White Sox. I no, mean, matter, we were talking, no matter who he goes to, he's getting a payday, we but if we come earlier, to us, yes. Right, we were talking earlier about players about a contract exceeding Grandal's, that would be one. Yeah, that would be one. If we were got a four-year deal, get, I, but that's the it thing. Would ex, it would exceed seventy-three million. That would break every White Sox tradition to give a pitcher four years. I mean, they did it with Danks. 
But that they, was a mistake. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, they did it with John Danks, right? That was a big contract right there. And this is a pitcher that I know has had some injury problems in the past, but the White Sox, I think, are, are looking for the, as we as you just mentioned, the, the low-risk, high-reward type of situation. Yeah. And you're also looking for a gap in which – you're waiting for if Dane Dunning's going to prove himself, if yep. Michael Kopech is going to prove himself, yep. if Carlos uh, Rodon, if Jonathan Stever turns into Carlos something, Rodon. if Carlos Rodon. Carlos Rodon turns into something. Why is that not the There's first name, Dylan everybody? Cease. Come on. Because he's been around longer. But so mm, Because mm, he's been around longer. So mm, with, I will pause you right there, okay? I could go off. I don't think the White Sox are going to get Castellanos. Um, I just think there's going to be. I think he. Opened oh wait, so you're moving into actual. Eyes. You're you're moving so into now, actual. Yes. Now moving into actual. Um, so I would say realistically, I think they are going to get Wheeler, um, and I don't think they're going to get Castianos just because. I don't think you think realize how how hot of a take you just threw. I, I think there's a ton of teams that have their eyes opened to Nick Castellanos yeah. and don't see any sort of risk. They see huge reward. And they're willing to pay up for it. Um, yeah, that's fair because of what he did with the Cubs. If he was, if he had stayed with the Tigers through the end of the season, we would be stealing him for the lowest possible price. But since he went cool. to the Cubs and blew up, he looks really cool. For sure, for sure. And his defensive metrics were better in Wrigley too because that Detroit outfield is horrendous. Yeah, everybody. Um, I heard somebody say recent. Um, I can't remember who I was listening to, but they were like, "Oh, Nick Castellanos' defense actually looked really good in Wrigley with that sh- uh, small. Uh, there's like no foul territory. There, it's like a weird right field to play, and it's like, yeah, but Detroit, dude. Like the guy clearly had never seen a game in Detroit. You know what I mean? Like right." Anyway, um, but I don't think you realize how hot of a take you just said. You're like, uh, let's be realistic. We're getting Zach Wheeler. I th- That's what you just said. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go there. I think Yasmani let's be realistic. Number one set a precedent. I think it set a precedent wow. within the organization now that they are wow. there to win, and I think that's gonna move really well into our next conversation point, right? Yeah. Um, well, and I, I want to ask. I want to ask the question. I want to. So ask we're it. we're moving into this right now. Go for it, Stephen Michael Smirt. You just call me by my full name. Full name. Wow. Is this rebuild that has spent the last four years of my life? <laughs> Is it finally oh over? If I'm going to answer this question honestly, the answer is no. It's not officially 100% over. Damn it. The the times are a-changing, though. Ooh, the times times are a-changing. They are a-changing. I like that. Um, A changing of the guards? Possibly. No mas Yolmer? Oh, well, we'll get there. Okay, we'll We'll we'll, we'll build to that. We'll build to that. As I gave you more breaking news today, I am your breaking news guy. I know, it's kind of annoying. David Bakken. (laughs) Full names podcast. No, I, it is annoying that like I am not on Twitter twenty four seven like you are, and I'm that not I on twenty four seven. Sorry, 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 twenty four five. And <laughs> sorry, but it's like sorry I'm like I'm always. I swear, if you didn't tell me about Yasmani, I would have found out 
30 minutes later. I swear if you didn't tell me about Yomer, I would have found out 30 minutes later. You got to, like, give me the 30 minutes of this next, whenever we sign Zach Wheeler. Just give me 30 minutes. And even I'm late to it, though. That's the funny thing. So, now, to go back to your question, is the rebuild over? The answer is still no um, for a couple reasons. The first reason, if we're going to talk about signings. You're a pessimist. I'm a realist. (laughs) Now, when it comes to signings, it's going to take more. It's going to take one to two players off of that wish list for this to become a reality. Like if If we put it this way, it's do we have all of our holes filled? Mm -hmm. No. Continue. Right. The second part of this is I think there's still a lot of buzz around the world, uh, around the word of development. Yeah. I think there's a lot of stake. words out of my mouth. Yep. I still think there's a lot of stake in the minor leagues. Um, Yes. Whether that is Luis Robert, whether that is the pitching prospects, whether that is Steel Walker. Yep. It it all, I mean, there's still buzz around it, and there's still hope that these guys are going to become a huge part of the future of this organization or even at least a championship run if you don't think you're going to if you don't think you're going to hear the word development next year think again sorry guys right um and i think luis robert is the biggest piece of that when we're talking about the rebuild being over when luis robert gets called up and starts producing Yep. Not just like coming up and doing his thing like a Yon Moncada league leading strikeouts kind of year. When he comes up to the league and is producing at a major league league average, yeah. Then let's have that conversation of the question mark is the rebuild over. Yeah. What about you? What are you thinking here? Well, uh the thing that I thought of this sparked when you were talking here is actually, you know, we're probably just gonna shout him out every podcast for the rest of our lives. Um, Dan Victor. No, oh. <laughs> I love that guy. I love that guy. Yes, but he's our minor league guy. Shy Sox Hayes. Hayes, my guy. Came out with this really cool thing on his site, My Shy Sox, mm-hmm. uh, about uh, the. Did you God, take a look starting at this? Pitching. Yo, I did. This the article started, floored me. Right? Yeah. I, I I tried to pick holes in it. And I was like, there's no way he's right about this. We'll retweet it at the end of this episode. But My Shy Sox came out. Wait. Shy Sox Hayes came out with a article saying basically just outlining what is the starting pitching depth look like. And he took injuries out of it. He said, like, people who are coming from an injury do not get included in this. So Kopech's not on there. Rodon's not on there. Uh, and it looks bleak, guys. Because mm-hmm. if you look at the last bunch of seasons, which he outlined right away, is, uh, look, we use an average of 10.8 pitchers per season, right? Um, and yes, that's 108 pitches per season. Um, <laughs> 10.8, pitches per season. I amazingly, the number 108 comes up all the time it's if you look insane. for it, guys. It's insane, especially within amazing. White Sox baseball. I, I, it, like. I don't know what I don't know it's what not it just is. Life, I think but it's also just especially White Sox baseball. Um, luck of the Irish, I luck of the South Side to, Irish. Can I get 10 seconds? Yes. Shout out to Beef Loaf for giving me. The shout out on the closing episode Ooh. of the season. Shout out for a shout out. I was very, very appreciative that Beef Loaf uh, said pound for pound I was the best hot dog eater of the year. 
uh, actually, hashtag Dollar Dong Eater of the Year. Dollar Dong. Yeah, that and, was uh, funny that he was yeah. like, the guy kept Dollar Dong going on. Yeah. <laughs> that plus, you know, given given some love for the content we put out. So. I mean, here's It is Sons of Honarchy, by the way. It's not Sons of Hanarchy. Which is hilarious. I literally, I heard that and I was like, of all people. Right. These guys. Like, you God, guys. Sons of Honarchy. Do you know, know who yes, the GM but, is, guys? Do you know? Yeah, of course they do. But. Um, just, I mean, every White Sox, anybody is going to talk about how awesome the 108 guys are. Right. It's just always. So we digress, but back into this, yeah, the starting rotation, right? We have Giolito. no depth at Giolito, all. Giolito, Lopez, Cease are the three certains, and he actually put Kyle Kubat as a certainty, <laughs> which oh, is like, man. but here's the thing. Is like, that going to be a thing? I mean... As of right now, if we do not sign anyone, yes, that's a thing. Who else are you going to pull up? they got to sign somebody. They'll but, sign but somebody. But that's the thing. That's the thing. They'll sign somebody. Ross Detweiler, oh Odorizamer, Despagne. Oh, no. Um, Irvin Santana. Please, Shout God, out for the follow, unfollow, talking. follow, unfollow. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Biggest. Please tell the story again. Just tell the story again. This Just guy literally, so follow this me. This guy being... Irvin Santana. Yes. Followed me on Twitter, then like unfollowed me when I like I, I think I, I can't remember if I badmouthed him or somebody else. Yep. And then I like tweeted at him and he started following me again. Yep. And then I was like, don't let the door hit you with a good word split you when they released him. And now he doesn't follow me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's funny when people are that active and that attentive to their Twitter that they're like insane dude so we're gonna get this tweet from drunk shy Sox fan clearly just a guy just <laughs> ranting about I'm a fucking bomb yo <laughs> <laughs> and he's out here like so attentive to his Twitter that he's following and then unfollowing and then following and then unfollowing again like dude just go disappear into oblivion my goodness anyway so smell baseball hashtag smell baseball we digress <laughs> we hardcore digress we digress again just that article by uh shy socks Hayes was uh eye-opener for me being that oh my god we need depth yes we have pitching Colpec coming. yes we have uh rodan coming yes we have Kubat, I guess. Stever, I guess. Dunning, I guess. In the minor leagues, so like if if everything pans out, we kind of have a five man rotation. But again, like Rodon's not back until July at the earliest. Mm -hmm. Kopech is a still yes. We believe every White Sox fan to a man believes in Kopech, but he's still a maybe, guys. Which to bring up the Rodon thing. He's still not tenured. Yikes. So, something to think about, too. And if we're going to part ways with Yolmer Sanchez, which is uh, news as of two hours oh, ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, we, uh, no, no more Yolmer. Cheers. Which, cheers. And we'll talk about that in a second, right? Yep. Um, so, yeah. We have to drink and pray thinking about the pitching rotation next year because we're we're pumped about Yasmani Grandal. Yes, we are. Our wish list definitely contains one to two members of the uh, of the offensive variety. 
Yes. Um, and, and it's it's really but, cool to to mention what happened the day after Grandal. Like, Jose Abreu extension is a big deal. I know it doesn't seem like mm-hmm. it on the outside looking in. It's like, okay, so we have Jose Abreu yeah. for longer than we thought we were going to have him. But what it says to the rest of the league is, look, we have two hitters in Grandal and Jose Abreu that are going to protect you in the lineup if you come and play here. Right. No matter what, for the next three mm-hmm. years at least, you have Jose Abreu and Yasmani Grandal protecting you in the lineup. Yeah. And bef- as we move into that, the biggest thing I do want to say is that's why I'm so set on Wheeler being a part of this rotation because we have hmm. no one else right now. And they yeah. will spend the money to make sure that happens. That's fair. have a project or idea that you want to be seen by as many people as possible do you provide a service but go underappreciated when you put yourself out there on social media do you want a sleek impeccable presentation but lack the know-how or resources if you answered yes to any of these get in touch with dbc brand with your choice of three solid tiers of social media marketing plans you get access to professional social media content curation, email marketing, blog posting, live video and photography sessions, and more. Find out more by visiting dbcbrand.com and give your business the creative touch and the spotlight it deserves. DBC, digital by we had a delicious dinner we gotta hop back into this tom um as you're swigging your thank you fact and check Stoli. yes thank you fact check for the dinner so let's Shout talk out. let's talk about this this current roster that we've got going on with the white Sox, tom um and a couple recent moves yes at least within the last week yes one of them within the last few hours yes um so first let's talk about jose abreu yes um do we get it right with Jose Abreu? Three years, $50 million. Yes. And I think what really cemented it for me was you breaking down the math. and s- <laughs> <laughs> You were like, oh, what were we doing? Like $17.3 million this year. Like, you know, 17.8. Like, you could, or 17.8. You could have just like done that every single year. I was like, Tom, do the math. It's less than $17 million a year. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> why, do I lo- why do I sound a little drunk and like... Uh, I may have been, but uh, the point being that like fifty burps. million for three years, it just sounds like a lot, but it really isn't. That it's not going to do too much damage. But and what you're getting in return is a sure fit at either first base or DH. Mm-hmm. Good luck convincing him in his second and third years on this deal to be a DH. But besides the point, you have somebody who's a good bat in the lineup. It's it's gonna have to happen. I like to a. Uh, I like to believe that Jose Abreu is a team player. You would and think he's gonna, so. And he's going to transition into that role years two and three once Andrew Vaughn is ready. Um, Fingers crossed. I, I really Or we can trade him or, for Hosmer. D- d- oh, my God. I cannot believe you. <laughs> you have some way of tying in every bad player that every, you have had some sort of player. emotional connection to. Every bad player. Yes, every yeah. bad player that you've had some emotional connection to, you end up tying them in to this 
podcast within like a two to three episode span. It's incredible. It's a great skill that you have, and thank you. So, yes, I'm I'm torn on the Jose Abreu thing. Yes. You were right on the fact that we had him locked up for one year. Yeah. One year, which would have been good. Done and then you, the, yeah. yeah. That's what we needed right now, right here, right now. I don't know what the production numbers are going to look like. Last year, he had an amazing RBI production. The problem is he also had, I saw a statistic, he had the most opportunities to drive in runs within all of Major League Baseball. Impressive. That's a, that's a crazy stat, especially for the White Sox, right? Well, you know what I'm about to say that you're going to hate? I'm not going to hate it. Credit to Rick Renteria for putting him in the right spots. Well, building the lineup in a way in which you get your best man. Put him. I'm just saying. Where else were you going to put Jose Abreu in your lineup? See, I I, three or four. I said before I said it, you're not going to like this, but I'm going to say it anyway. And then you proceeded to hate it. It's just like where else would you put him? It's like a common sense thing. Now, where I'm at with Jose Abreu is. By year, th- I'm I'm a little worried by year three that you're not going to get the production that you want out of him. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially that's what everybody's going to fear. And but we've seen DHs within our organization be completely useless. That's a nice. That's Ken the straightaway putting. Yeah, yep. Um, unproductive. Um, since Jim Tomey, right? Since 2008. Thome, I believe his name is pronounced. That's it. Thome talking to the guy across the table from me that couldn't even think of who the center fielder on the 2005 oh, World Series team was. Come I'm going to dig that up on you again. Uh, it's Aaron Rowand. I don't know why you would ever say there that. There we go. Of course you remember. Oh, and um, who else was a part of the Pesednik trade in 2005? <coughs> 2004, pardon me. I correct myself on the air. <coughs> uh, another player. That was... There you go. Here's the, here's the thing, though. I'm not... Here to be a historian. All right. We this digress, is why right? we're the sons of Hanarchy. And I actually did want to talk about this really quick. Like, as a son of Hanarchy, being that we are products of mm-hmm. this era of baseball, Rick okay. Hahn's era. Where of are we going with Chicago this? White Sox baseball. This is the best time we've had as sons of Hanarchy yet. With the signing of Grandal, with the extension of Abreu, with the release of one Yolmer Sanchez. You're that pumped up about it. That is, it's signaling a new era. You wrote down that no, it's not the right move earlier. Yeah, well, this is, this is you the change thing. You changed my, your mind no, changing no, 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 no. This is the thing. What it does is it signals a new era of... Like a changing of the guard, if you will, mm-hmm. which is a really good thing. Mm-hmm. The problem with it is that if you kept Yolmer, but had somebody else be your starting second baseman, Yolmer's actually a really good glove to put in any spot in the infield. Uh, he's not going to play third. Not on a regular basis. That's the thing. He's definitely not, not going to play short. Not on a regular basis. He's definitely not going to play short. On a regular basis. But here's or the thing. Or even here's as a replacement. The There's a reason thing. why Liuri played short over Yolmer this year. Because we didn't have a second baseman. 
we, we already played short, right? I, you could have moved Yoan to second and had. But Yoan was Yoan doing so third, well at right? third base that we weren't going to move him from third base. Yes, we could have done those moves, but the thing was, we had no replacement at second base for Yomer. We had uh, somebody that could fill the gap. It's easier to f- say Yomer's Tim Anderson's play out. Short, period. He's never played short in his entire career. But this is the thing. So. He's got a glove that you can actually count on. So let me ask you, why didn't they keep him? Other than this changing of the guard theory. Because I can tell you why. The only reason why they didn't keep him, in my opinion, is that they wanted to make statements saying, like, look, we're not going to settle for um, subpar, below MLB quality bats. Bingo. Bingo. The offense The offense is the, f- the pure emphasis of this offseason that's hopefully they sign a couple of pitchers too yeah which is really important too because the pitching is almost especially the starting pitching is just as bad if not worse than the hitting but i can agree with you 100 percent, especially because the first thing that they did was they fired steverson exactly the first that's exactly where i was going with it they fired steverson they're getting rid of yalmer who's a goal i mean he won a gold glove right you got rid of a gold glover that you could have re-signed, and you're making statements with signing Yasmani Grandal and talking, you know, rumors swirling about an outfielder. In and of right? itself, in and of itself, not signing Yelmer Sanchez is a move. Mm-hmm. You're saying, look, to. 30 or whatever the heck his batting average was and a, was a on base of it's, it's the OPS that scares me 167 it's the OPS of of under 6 yes i quoted was, his batting average above his OPS that might as well have been true what that his batting average was higher than his OPS it, that's what it felt like i mean his batting average was like for most of the year, was very close to his slugging percentage. Hilarious. That's crazy. Actually, I think at some points it was higher than his slugging percentage. Impressive. Wild. You you have to. I think you have to work to do that. Like you have to like in, be intentional about not getting doubles. Pure slap hitter. <laughs> Just as long as I touch the ball, it's fine. Right. So that's the statement with that Ricky's really making. Buns, hey. Is this offensive-minded team? Right. Will Ricky bunt less with this current roster. So that moves into your big question, right? Has the identity of this team changed? That's true. It does lead into that question. Wow, I'm really good at this. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> wow, toot your own horn like Coltrane here. Toot, toot. No, mostly actually, I appreciate you being on top of staying on topic versus me just wanting to moves talk right about in, whatever, right? Um. Yeah, so the question being, again, what is the identity of this White Sox team now? Okay, so I think to answer that question, we have to ask the question, what was the White Sox identity before the Grandal signing, before the Abreu extension, and before the release of one Yilmer Sanchez? And I think that identity is a team on the precipice of... Absolute collapse. Prayers. Um, The whole Ricky. The fact that your motto is Ricky's boys don't quit is is the idea that you are behind. Yeah. And you may pull victory out of the grasp 
or the, the out of the clenches of defeat. Yeah. Right? But nonetheless, you're coming from behind at Every all points. Every single right? game, you are expected to lose. You are expected to lose Every game. And that identity is changing a little bit. We are now projected to be better for sure than the Tigers, better for sure than the Royals, maybe better Uh, than... We're not going that far yet. It's going to take some moves. I was going to say the Indians. It's going to take some moves. And it's going to take a Cleveland fire sale. It's going to take a Cleveland fire sale and the White Sox making a couple more moves. But they're already bowerless. Not powerless, bowerless. Yes, but they also still have the best left-sided left side of the infield in all of the AL by far. That's by yeah. far. Yeah, without if, question. If Jose shows up in the first half of the season, which he really kind of didn't do, he had injury problems. Well, okay, I'll coming into the season. So. But regardless, you're looking at that side of the infield versus. Our side of the infield, which is close. I mean, not bad by it's any means. It's really not bad. You have the guy, I love batting average, mind you. You have the batting champion, right? Yes. And you have... We're talking offensively here, definitely, not defensively. An MVP vote getter mm-hmm. in Yoan <laughs> Mankata. I mean, you have you have the cornerstone of your rebuild, if you ask me. Yeah. Third base. And, and you're, te- you're trying to tell me that that's not even a... Uh, in contention with the Indians. Yes, but also there are a lot of other gaps that we have. That I agree. They have gaps too, I agree. but a lot more gaps I agree. on our end. I don't know so, if there's more gaps on our end, though. The entire left, center, it's and right field for the Indians are all question marks. And I think that's another discussion for later. So you're what's right, the identity right. of So this our team? identity, but the point of what I was kind of building to is, look, our identity isn't we're – um, fighting for everyone. We're the underdog every game we go into. That's no longer the case. The case is now no. that the expectations have changed, being that we're supposed to win this year. We're supposed to be 500 this Does year. Does one signing do that, though? One signing doesn't, but what's made clear by the Grandal signing and the Abreu uh, extension... And the Yomer release is saying, like, we're here to Yomer's not acceptable. Abreu and Grandal are here to stay, two of the mm-hmm. better hitters in the AL. I mean, you know, you can mince, like, you can, I mean, you can pick it apart if you want to, but when it comes down to it, they are producers. For a, fir- right? for a first baseman, Abreu they, is below average. They but go ahead. are producers when it comes down to it, right? Yeah. You have bigger worries within the organization, so continue. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you want Luke Voigt? I mean, as a DH? Oh, you sure. Yankee lover, I hate you. For a DH right now? Other than Matt Skoll or there whoever was, we want to throw in there, there that was name, weighs a buck 80? Yes. There was a name drop that uh, was talked about. Oh, I wish I knew it on the tip of my tongue. Um, but somebody was saying, unpopular opinion, I would totally trade for... Um, Clint Frazier. Yes. I commented on it. Yes. Somebody's. It was. Uh, I want to say it was take. Ben. I want to say it was Ben Schwartz. I'll double check on that. Great take. As you a check. Good, a good person on good White follow. Sox Twitter to follow. Follow him now if you don't already. But the point being, um, this name drop was actually really good, and it does fill a hole for us. And yeah. So it's um it's at Ben at Ben Shytown Kid ninety eight. 
He said unpopular opinion on White Sox should trade a couple mid-low level prospects for Clint Frazier. Um, I think it would probably take, yeah, it would probably take a couple mid or w- one high or level prospect for Clint Frazier. Clint Frazier is a high level prospect who has produced on the major league level. So it would probably take somebody like a Jonathan Stever or a Steel Walker. Or um, somebody that's going to do something for the Yankees now, like a Carson Fulmer. Right. In the bullpen. And my buddy, my buddy Jake Wessendorf. Adam's brother, big Yankee fan, big right? Yankee said fan. I, he says, "I mean, the Yankees wouldn't just give him away," which is so true. Here's the thing: Clint Frazier, immediate upgrade, either whether it's DH or corner, like right. But field. he so, is currently rotting on the Yankees behind their outfield. Absolutely. So what I'm saying, is, and that doesn't mean that the value of him lowers just because it's the Yankees and they have depth. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's the same for the White Sox, right? And it's never a bad idea to have too many good players. But what's beautiful about the moment that we're in right now is we're talking about this because the identity, the very core of who the White Sox are has changed that we can talk about. Look, we have a team in which we're looking to win this year. 2020, we're expected to win more games or win as many games as we lose which has never happened in my adult life. Let me be clear, that has never been expected of the White Sox in my adult life. Is that the expectation? Is, has the identity completely changed now? And that's the expectation, that we're a winning team next year. Well, I just said it, didn't I? Yeah, that's what you're going to say? That's my ex- That's my expectation. That's where they're my, at right now. Where I'm finding their identity. Okay, right now? Right now. Like, if we it's expect that the second baseman, if if the White Sox took the field right now, the second baseman would be Nick Madrigal, probably, right? So, no, not like right now. But give it an offseason, then yes, that's the case. So, you're saying it takes signing somebody at second base, signing another person for a corner outfield position slash DH. And now and that we've gotten rid of pitcher. Yolmer... Uh, DH right fielder starting pitcher, still. and I think we need a utility guy now. I think it's I think it's a lot of positions to fill before saying this is a winning ball club. I Remember, think we need this is a seventy three win team last year, seventy three wins. You are still you're still an eight game yes, difference, right? But help coming you, a you're help an eight coming, game difference away from being five hundred. I agree. Help coming to start. Mm-hmm. And you're on the path. You're you're 100% on the path. But I also I buy this is this is a tough question to ask actually because I think the important the importance of asking the question is yes the change of the guard is happening, but no it's not done yet. Correct. I will 100% agree with that. Wow. Absolutely, I will uh, never you, agree that it is. Not say it done again yet. so that it like really sinks in for me. Say, I agree. Did you really? Tommy, I agree with you. Tommy, I 100% agree with you. I 100% agree with you that wow. it is not done yet. Oh, okay. There's well, you had to put an addendum. Just agree with me for once. There's still work to be done. Uh, you agree with me for one time. We would have to shut down this entire podcast if that were the, if that were the case. Yeah, I know. If I had to completely we, agree We would be completely and utterly unentertaining if you agreed with me on anything. 
I agree with you on some things, so just chill. <laughs> Check your insecurities, okay, as we <laughs> talked about over dinner. <laughs> All right, Well, fair. on that note... On that note... Can we, can we say this with a little bit more confidence this episode? Absolutely. Rebuild or bust. In on we trust. Have a good one, everybody. Bye.